This is a crowd podcast. A huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsor, Charlie Barker. Charlie, thank you so much. We are so, so grateful for your support. All patrons who are attending our live show on Friday, the 3rd of March, I'm so excited, will have access to an exclusive post-show Q&A slash after party with me and Laura. Which is going to be <laughs> so good. So if you want to come to that, make sure you join our Patreon before Friday, the 3rd of March. Membership starts from just £1 a week and you'll also get access to ad-free and early episodes. Or you can also support the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. The links to all of those will be in the episode description. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Literally, I feel like my life at the minute is decorating, work and cream eggs that is my entire <laughs> the, holy trinity. <laughs> the holy trinity except I would really like to remove work from it but literally it's decorating and cream eggs right now Got how you. about you uh, mini eggs writing and Ooh. buddy <laughs> that's my life the actual holy trinity like, <laughs> yeah. the one that we all want oh that sounds fabulous oh my I miss you I haven't seen you for forever I miss you too it's been ages we need to actually have a proper real life catch up scene I know this is what happens when we record and we haven't spoken for like four days <laughs> oh my god <laughs> But we do have to catch up about something very fabulous. We do. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. There it is. There was a live on moment. We do. Uh, we do. We do. We need to talk about yeah. Lizzo at the Brits, don't we? Mate, we need to talk about Lizzo at the Brits. Wasn't she incredible? <sighs> Mes- I didn't watch it live. So the first I knew about it was when you were posting about it on Instagram. Really? And I was like, what happened? And, oh, my goodness. She did as proud, didn't she? I thought... Like she just has this confidence that she has without it being arrogant. So like even in, (laughs) did you notice that in one of the songs she was like, this is from my album. It's the greatest album of all time. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone else said it, it would come across as like narcissistic, almost like psychopathic. But she's just like, yeah, it's great. She says it was, she's so genuine. She just, this is the thing about Lizzo, right? She's just good energy. She's good vibes. She's good people, isn't she? Good vibes. And you can tell she's like, a good person but she's also a strong person yeah. like yeah i love that and i love that in one of her posts that she did so her hair and makeup I, again i know like not the most important thing that happened that day but like her hair and makeup her beauty was ridiculous it was fabulous it was perfect and then she posted the next day to say something like i can't get over how good i looked last night yeah I'm like, we don't say that enough we like don't. there's some days that we all go out and we feel we are feeling ourselves yeah, and obviously like we've kind of grown up to be like i saw something on uh, instagram recently when it's like oh she loves herself used to be such an insult and now it's like total flex if yeah. you actually love yourself it's true it's hard though isn't it I think I would feel like I'd come across as really arrogant if I said that yeah, and I think but, but to be honest why? other people would but I don't know what it's just something about her yeah also I'm gonna need that pink dress in my life with the big Girl, head thing with the big with the big feather thing <laughs> yes and all of her dances oh, as well yeah they just rocked it and I have either not seen or I've chosen not to see and I'm, I'm not looking for it any backlash on it and I don't even want to mention if there is backlash I don't fucking care they're wrong it was just incredible it really was it was yeah. wonderful to I see I haven't seen really anything I mean maybe I'm just sort of naive to it but I haven't seen any negativity I think most people are just saying like w- this is Lizzo's era and we're just living in it but I mean like, going back yes. to her dances quickly I mean we, we watched it live I'm like a big I've always watched the Brits like it's been like a thing for me like since I was a teenager like, I always watch it live and like one day I'll get a ticket um, anyway <gasps> sit next to Harry Styles and then we'll get married and oh my God, and I will die, I'll die. Um, anyway <laughs> But no, watching it and I was just smiling from ear to ear and Matt was like, look at you, look at your face. And I was like, what? And I just said to him, I just can't help but wonder like, 
what a difference it would have made if I'd have seen mm-hmm. this kind of representation growing up not just Lizzo but all of her dancers and I actually I did I felt really emotional genuinely watching it and even Matt went same same Stop. and Matt was really lovely and he said no you are like normally like he, he kind of Matt will do this thing where he will always just like he'll say something like diet culture to wind me up and then I'll go triggered and then like so he'll like jokingly be like I can't eat this food because it's bad food and then that'll make me a bad person and I'm not like, and I'm like and I just look at him like you're not funny because like he, kn- he knows all this stuff now yeah anyway and he, yeah the fact that he was like yeah you're absolutely right um, that's so good yeah go Lizzo we always you know we say on this podcast a lot that it's two steps forwards five steps back but that does really feel like a step forward doesn't it yeah and like that's amazing amazing but it's not just even about her being bigger it is about her being a black artist a rapper Mm. first an amazing singer an amazing dancer like an incredible businesswoman all of those things are happening like yes she's big and that's amazing for that representation but girl can sing i don't know how she does it like she just and she seems so effortless Mm. and she plays the flute and then there's there's this sort of funny and it's kind of uh, lucky that it coincides with this episode actually is that when we think about movement and exercise we think about people being in smaller bodies and fitness being an aesthetic I am telling mm. you that I bet half the skinny people could not do what she does and sing at no. the same time and then play the flute this, I think do you know what it's so true like Lizzo is an example of weight does not equal health yeah and it makes you realise as well that I think often we think of weight being the only measure of health and I think that's wrong because I think when we think about health we need to think about sleep we need to think about stress about mental health how many Mm. times you go to the toilet a day just that assumption that you can look at someone and go they're unhealthy well actually you you can't I actually look at Lisa and think that she looks very healthy I don't know if that's her vegan lifestyle or the exercise or what oh gosh I can't commit I I cannot commit to that level but thank you Lisa for being the representation that we needed Skincare can be such a good form of self-care, but it can get complicated very quickly. So a big thank you to Skin and Me for supporting this episode and giving us a great discount code. You all know how much I love Skin and Me. They just make skincare easy. You don't need like 12 products to put on your face of an evening. (laughs) And I am here for that, basically. They deliver personalized treatments to meet your unique skin goals. So you tell them the kind of area that you maybe want to improve on, whether it's pigmentation or acne scarring or acne. And all you have to do is take a quick online consultation, share some selfies, and then you get a bespoke monthly skincare treatment that's full of powerful active ingredients. And Laura, what is your favorite product, would you say? The Daily Doser. I love it because it's completely tailored to you. I also love the fact that you just twist and click. And when it clicks, you know that you've got the exact amount you need. And I really love the fact that it's an affordable price point as well. It just feels really easy and accessible. So if you'd like to try Skin and Me, we've got a really good deal for you. You can actually get your first month for just a £3.50 pharmacy fee by using code LOVE at the checkout. So that's L-O-V-E to get your first month for £3.50 instead of the usual £24.99. <laughs> So today we're going to be chatting all about movement and our relationship with movement and how we've been trying to kind of improve that. So obviously we're going to be talking, as we always do, about our experiences. But I think it's important that we just recognise that everyone's experience will be different. So some people have chronic illness disabilities injuries or even mental illness that will stop them from movement or exercise so i think for us it's just really about like acknowledging that and kind of acknowledging our our privilege as as we kind of go into this episode but i'm really excited for today because i think i'm going to use the word we've both been on a bit of a journey (laughs) with uh, in terms of movement and exercise would you say that's fair lauren 
I would say that's very fair. <laughs> we both have feelings about exercise and the fact Hated that I, mean, I don't even, there's literally it. I don't even use the word exercise. I use the word movement now because mm. I just, exercise just fills me with dread, to be honest. So Laura Adlington, tell us a little bit about your kind of vibe with exercise, with movement, with all of it. Like what it was like for you as a kid in your 20s and what it's like for you now. So growing up, hated it. I remember, I think I've told you this before, but I used to scream child line when I was running around the, being made yes. to run around the field at school <laughs> PE. Always associated exercise with punishment. And then when I was in my very kind of diet culture, yo-yo phase of dieting, I would use it for punishment. But I like, this is my, like, this sums up my relationship with exercise. I remember at uni, doing a workout video on YouTube, quitting halfway through and having a Mars bar and going, oh, well, because I was like, this is not <laughs> fun that. for me. Like, I just don't enjoy it. I've never, ever really found any kind of form of movement that I like other than like sw- swimming and dancing around my kitchen. Mm. I kind of always felt like my body wasn't right for exercise. Like, I remember joining a gymnastics class and was like, my body is not right for this. And that's kind of strange when you grow up feeling like that. Now, it's just strange. I mean, I still have this sort of, I wouldn't say even love-hate relationship with exercise. I just fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the thought of going to the gym pains me, right? But today, the the day that we're recording this, it is a beautiful day. Like, it's really lovely. I've just taken Buddy out for, he gets like nearly an hour walk pretty much every day. And I'll be honest with you, the thought of it, a lot of the time, when especially when it's raining or it's cold, I dread Mm. it and I'm like, oh I fucking hate this dog I've got to get it out but I do feel better when I've like I've just done it and I do feel good for it especially now the sun's shining so that's nice and we walk past the lake near me and as you know in fact my mama here she loves a little bit of the water so I might even go swimming tomorrow and again it's not for me about burning calories it's like it just makes me feel good when I could cry like you know the feeling you get, right, when you go to the theatre and the overture starts and the curtains yeah, open? Yeah, no, I don't even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that. Is that your feeling for that's swimming? That's kind of how I get when I literally go in the water. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, truly. Oh, that's so nice. So I'm trying to focus more on that. And I do think I've gotten a bit fitter having Buddy. So that that's really helped. And that's kind of obviously been a bit, like, accidental. It's not really the reason why we got a dog. But, yeah, mm. I would say it's complex. I'd still say that it's a work in progress. I definitely am not, like, sitting here going, like, oh, I'm cured. I love exercising now. Oh, give me those endorphins no like I think I probably will always be one of those people that have to kind of force myself to move because should I move should I walk or should I take a taxi I'm gonna take a taxi or an Uber (laughs) um Lauren on the other hand you will always walk um hell yes (laughs) so what about you I I will always walk but I still fucking hate exercise I just cannot the thought of I, I I don't I'm jealous I am very jealous of all the people out there who can find the gym entertaining outside of a class like can go there and do their workouts and do their circuits by themselves or go with trainers and stuff like that I don't find that remotely not at zero percent fun like cleaning I fucking hate cleaning why do I have to do it all the time zero percent fun cleaning is the gym for me really I just don't I just don't find it fun and (laughs) I wasn't a particularly sporty kid either so it's not like I've got that in my bones um I did do dancing for a while hated PE yeah literally was in like the B group of everything I'm not a sporty person not an active person at all and then as you get older yeah you start going to the gym because you think that's what you're meant to do and I remember one of my most vivid memories of going to the gym and I think about it every single time I talk about or think about the gym is being on like the cross trainer 
being like a size 12 at the time and like being in a new relationship and just being like, I've got to sweat it out. He's, you know, I've got to give this guy the body oh, that, you know, he Lauren. deserves and all that kind of shit. I was like, come on, love, stop it now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. working out so that someone I was dating could feel like he deserved, oh, messy. So yeah, I don't like it. And then it was really genuinely the episode that we did with Tally Rye last year and like in the research for that episode and listening to her podcast and stuff like that of her kind of saying for the first time, hey, you don't have to hate exercise. You can do movement in different ways. You don't have to hate it. It also doesn't have to be for weight loss. It can just be for your mental well-being as well. Mm. I was like, my bulb. Like mm. no one had said that before. No. It was all just what exercise and movement was for weight loss and weight loss only. And it was revolutionary. But, you know, all that is to say, I think I still have a messy situation with it. I don't, you know, I don't go on a lot of walks, especially in the winter. I'm not going outside when it's dark. I'd like to get myself into a routine Mm. of it being in my life a bit more and enjoying it a little bit more. But I find that difficult still. But I have... I have officially started to try things now. Have you? I have. So when we've done the episode with Tally and any time I've thought about any movement and stuff, it's always been dance that I've wanted to do. And I just thought the, the idea of I love music so much and it, and you know your feeling of, you know, that overture in a in a musical mm. and stuff. I just, my bo- I go out of, I have out of body experience when I go to musicals and stuff. And when I listen to really good music in the car and like, oh, I just love it. And there's nothing that can get you feeling good like music can, in my opinion. And so just dancing along to that and moving your body in that way, I think is like the most fun. So that's how I see me getting exercise into my life in a way that I will enjoy. So I have been trying some dance stuff online and I wanted to do in preparation of this episode to try it, but also then talk about it a little bit during this episode. But I also recorded some voice notes (laughs) of me before and after a couple of the sessions just to kind of be really genuinely honest about trying to get movement into my life of somebody that, you know, it doesn't come natural to me and I don't particularly enjoy all these things so enjoy me being a little bit out of breath in these voice notes okay so I've just finished work I had a really long day uh I'm feeling pretty stressed out a little bit overwhelmed the thing that I want to do is I want to curl up in my bed and go to sleep but I'm gonna try another online dance class because I'm really hoping that might make me feel like a little bit better I wasn't able to go out for a walk today so I'm going to try dance class and I'm going to hope that it's going to make me feel a little bit better. So I will report back. <laughs> I'm a bit, <laughs> a bit knackered, but I did it. It was a 15 minute one and I probably did about half with her. And other than that, I just kind of danced on the spot when I was feeling a bit like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking die. However, I did it and it's good and I feel buzzy. I feel a little bit buzzy. I am waiting for the endorphins to kick in, but I feel good and I did it and I had fun. How many years did I spend going to the gym not having fun? So that's good. (sighs) Okay. I did it. I did it. You enjoyed them. I did. You'll be shocked to hear. I did two, (laughs) two classes that were dancing along to musicals. Oh, amazing. Oh, fantastic. It was so much fun. I did one dancing along to Anne Juliet, which is one of my favourite new yeah, musicals. You, love you, that one, you, don't would, you? you would hate it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would. It's a proper like uh, jukebox. jukebox musical. Yeah, you'd jukebox hate musicals. it. Musicals. Yeah. Did you like Moulin Rouge? I haven't seen it. 
I like the film though. I swear you've seen it. No, I've not seen it. I need to go. No, then stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do need to see it, but you'd hate 90% of okay, it in that great. case. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, and Juliet. So I'm just li- like dancing along to basically Britney. Uh, oh, baby, baby. I was living my best life. And then the other one um, was to Mamma Mia. And again, another musical we <laughs> and I love. And it was just dancing along to ABBA for like 20 minutes. Oh, brilliant. So did you actually enjoy them? Did you do them again? I did. I, I will be honest. I don't think I enjoyed them as much as I want to. But I think I'm putting the pressure on because I really want so much to have movement in my life because I don't feel very like physically fit mm. and not terrible like but I, I want so much to have it in my life but I'm not sure that's it and I think to be honest I'm such a I'm such an extrovert Laura I don't even know are you, are you um, really? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> a little bit that I think I would benefit more from doing them in person than I would just online yes so I wondered that yeah I sent Stacey a couple actually there's loads in London so I've put them all in my in a highlights on my Instagram page if anyone wants to look at some of these um classes and stuff but there's lots of really inclusive classes that happen that it's just you know you don't have to do things perfectly just move your body and come along and join in and like you know the other women there are hyping you up and all that kind of stuff and I just think that's so nice so I um, my mission is in the next few weeks to try something in person um, and I think that will be like a ha ha this is it this is how I get it into my life I think that's how it's gonna go I love that I love the honesty as well like I think it's you know I think it's important for us to be <laughs> to be honest because mm. well that's all we ever can do talk about our own experiences but I'm sure it will resonate hopefully anyway with with uh, those of you listening um it's interesting as well you're talking about Tally Rye and I've been reading her book Train Happy I'd really recommend it for anyone who a bit like us is kind of like struggling with movement and not seeing it as like a punishment um and in the book actually she was saying that um when we have spent so long in the kind of diet culture phase of like thinking about food and exercise as like punishment, then it's kind of like we're on like a pendulum. So like mm. on that that one end of the extreme pendulum where we were like restricting ourselves potentially with our eating, we're exercising for like, not for like the kind of the good reasons as such. Then what happens is we sometimes we swing right to the other way and we end up on this kind of like the fuck it end of the pendulum, which is mm. like where you're like, I want to eat all the pizzas and I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay on the couch. Almost as like a kind of a bit of rebellion to being on the other end yeah. of the pendulum. Mm. And obviously what she was saying is that like in the middle of that pendulum is kind of where you have a healthy balance of where like you enjoy your food. Food food is for, for like for pleasure as well as like nutrition, nutritional reasons reasons um but what she was saying and this is the bit that really stuck with me is that you can't get to the middle without going to the other end of the fuck it face first so i've been in i definitely feel like so we're both in fuck it (laughs) for years mate i've been in the fuck it phase for like two or three years since doing this podcast since doing all the research around diet culture and all of that and I'm like, that is so interesting to me. But she she was saying, you, you you have to go through it. It's a really important phase. So that made me kind of, it gave me a little bit of a feeling of like not to beat myself up so much. So I'm sharing it in the hope that it also makes our lovely listeners feel the same as well. I thought it was just a really good analogy. And also I think it's important to realise that like that kind of perfect place in the middle of the pendulum like at some point it's probably going to swing either way sometimes yeah like everyone talks about balance and everything in moderation but I do think that you know that that should be kind of our goal really is to kind of strive for like 
well-rounded health and like like I said right at the top of the episode like I don't mean just with our diets as in what we eat but overall wellness health sleep stress like everything all of it yeah you know as you were talking and you were saying like health and stuff I feel like I don't know whether to me at the minute like health's a bit loaded because for me it's just having these years and years of it and now even at the minute trying to like debunk it all in my head and on Instagram and on the podcast and stuff and it's like there's so much about health out there that it is about your weight and appearance and all that kind of stuff and we're obviously trying to rebel it a little bit and then as part of that sometimes I feel like I do myself a disservice by then also not really not eat I'm the fuck it I'm over in the fuck mm-hmm. it so heavily of mm-hmm. I you know I, re- I, can't, I have not gone out for a walk this year like do you know what I mean I have not and for months last year and all that kind of stuff and it's all very loaded in there but you're so right it's just I want to look after my health because I want to look after my health but my health is also making sure I get some sleep and then I love going out for walks love listening to a history podcast when I go out for a walk it's the best time ever just do that <laughs> lots of movement and all those kind of things and seeing friends and and, and all of it yeah oh god this is inspiring me a little bit I think we just need to take care of ourselves a little bit better. <laughs> I think you know what like like I said it's you might be in the, like more of the fuck it phase at the moment and that's that's okay like be kinder to yourself you know it is about finding things that do bring you joy like if you hate the gym don't go you don't need to go to the gym that is not the only form of exercise that you can get I fucking hate the gym I love swimming so I'm like really excited for like a bit of warmer weather I'm gonna go swim get me in that lake girl but you love dancing you love like movement and yeah. I know you hate cleaning but like even if you were like to put on a musical theatre soundtrack and just dance a bit around your it living room it makes life better yeah I'm doing listening to it while decorating it as still well counts. so that's it still counts yeah. we've I think we've been conditioned to think of like exercise as well it was like you know like on a scale of like one to six if we don't get to six where we're like out of breath we feel sick we're on the floor yeah. then we don't feel like we've mm. done it properly and that is that is wrong. That that is so wrong because you can get to a two or three, and it's still good for you. It's still it's better than sitting on the sofa doing nothing. Although rest obviously still important. You know we don't need to think that exercise means literally sweating until we drop down dead. That for me is not a successful workout, and no. that that isn't particularly healthy. But I think sometimes we've kind of been conditioned to think that. For people that want to do that and people that love, say, like running or like something like, not not that running is extreme, but I mean something that is very physically tiring, they might get their kicks from that. But like you do you. Like I think exercise is really individual and I think it is about finding things that do bring you joy and are also sustainable because that's the thing as well isn't it like we talk all the time about diets not being sustainable because we go in with this mentality of like right this is it law of version 2.0 i can't believe i was i'm such a fat bastard i'm never going to eat sweets and sugar again and i feel so great for it and then by like wednesday thursday like the following week you're like oh can't do it can't do it (laughs) and i think it's the same with exercise so i think if you can kind of do things that are like slow and steady wins the race things that you can kind of work into your everyday life that are not going to feel like this massive hurdle like if I said to you right Lauren you have to go and do three workouts at the gym every week you're gonna be like you're gonna tell me to piss off I would tell you to fight yourself yes I would (laughs) (laughs) you're so right any movement is good if it's a 10 minute walk around the block that gets you out of the house that's still good because you're gonna feel better for it Mm. yeah you're so right it's about being sustainable it's about working it into your life in a way that one obviously you can afford if it's it's something that you're paying for but time wise as well if you're time poor as well just trying to mm. work something out but then yeah. also catching yourself a break you know tally says you should give yourself unconditional permission to rest 
So if you don't go and move for a week, that's fine. You needed that. Mm. But then, you know, when you're ready, crack on. Yeah. It's also interesting what you said there about, you know, being a luxury. And I think it's really important that we touch on that. Gym membership, if if, the, if you do like the gym, I did like the classes, I've said swimming, but it is so expensive and it is, yeah, I think, yeah. really inaccessible for so many people, especially now we're in the cost of living crisis. It is such a luxury. And if you, ha- you know, have to choose between putting food on the table and heating your house and going to the gym, well, that's probably going to be the first thing to go. The government will often like do incentives like offer subsidised sort of gym membership and things like that. The problem with that is that what you'll get is that they don't have the time to, to go to the gym because they're often like they're working like two jobs. So you'll get people that will come out of area who are not wealthy, but can afford gym memberships, just making the most of it. It doesn't it doesn't work. Mm. There are a lot of barriers to exercise as well, like not just socioeconomic reasons, but also like accessibility reasons. So some people have chronic illnesses. Some people have disabilities. Exercise is a lot harder for those people. And I think that we just assume that when we say things like, oh, eat less, move more. Well, actually, Mm -hmm. that's quite a lazy assumption, isn't it? For people that don't really have access or don't have the options that other people do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Again, you know, if you don't have those options or if things are closed off for you for whatever reason, it can then make your self-esteem go, you know, it can make you feel a bit shit if you you can't do it. And then there's this whole world that's telling you you must exercise all the time and all of this stuff. It's just not nice. I think, yeah, like anything we say on this podcast and anything that's kind of mentioned in in the body confidence movements and all, and all of this stuff is really just showing yourself kindness. And the most important thing is your health and happiness and like Laura said it's all round health and happiness Mm. it's not just you know sticking on a pair of size 12 jeans tick tick boom see you later bye there should be parity of healthcare right there should be there is the same of your physical and mental health look after both Mm. and it's just great that we know it's scientifically proven that movement and exercise will also support your mental well-being but sometimes it's just not possible for whatever reason but for those of you that are a little bit like me and Laura who want to get it into your lives more I guess it's just about taking those steps and, and trying to make it work so you know after this I feel a bit more jazzed about it right now I'm, I am going to start to go out for you know more walks and stuff while I'm working I you know I'm working from home pretty much every day at the minute if I'm if I'm not I'm, I've got plans in the evenings I don't go out do not go outside the house. I must go outside. I must be like, sorry, can't come to the 75th meeting of the day. Have to go outside, please. <laughs> no, but you should though. Like you should put, put like, I used to do that when I was working in the office. I would bookmark I like my lunch out and like put lunchtime walk-in so that people didn't book meetings over it. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 would like to. But again, it's I one know. of those things, people with different jobs or whatever. It's yeah. not possible. So just try and get it in when you can. I know that... Um, Back in uh, oh, lockdown one, remember that? I was trying to get like 10,000 steps a day mm. and I would just go when I could. If I had a gap between meetings between, you know, three and four, I'd go then. Mm. And also walking's free. It's another thing that that's true. free. Yeah. And you can do it with people as well. Go and grab a mate. Have a walk with your mum. Yeah, go and have a nice. Lovely it can time. be a social thing as well. Interestingly, about that ten thousand steps thing, did you know that that was completely made up? Because it, I assume nice. so. Did a man make it up? Probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I should have done more research on this, but it just when you said that, it made me like like click. They basically did it as a marketing tool because it sounds like it's a nice round number of ten thousand steps. Oh, so we're, I remember like you, and I remember that I got a Fitbit when they were all the rage, and I can remember yes. sitting on the sofa in my flat, right, waving my arm up and down because I was no. like, most. <laughs> Must hit 10,000 steps. Literally pointless. <laughs> but actually, scientifically, they said that like five to 6,000 is actually optimum. 
Like as in like you will oh. th- that you'll feel the same benefit as if you did ten thousand. Okay, so basically just another marketing just, ploy. Just go on a little walk, move your body, do the cleaning, do the yeah. painting, go shopping. Because anything whatever. counts, doesn't it? Anything counts as, as movement. Anything and everything counts. And the other thing I wanted just wanted to touch upon as well is that you know we talk a lot about like you know the goal is health, the goal is health, and it is. But also if you aren't healthy, as in if you can't walk up the stairs or you can't go for a walk or you have chronic illness or anything like that, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve respect and again that goes back to respecting and loving yourself but also from other people and I think it's important like we've shifted the focus we certainly have from like weight to health but that doesn't mean that like if you're not healthy then Mm. you're not kind of like worthy of a good life nice things and whatever so I think I just wanted to kind of caveat that as well So Lauren and I both know firsthand how hard it can be to find inclusive spaces for movement, which is why we were very excited when we got an email from Christina, who runs a virtual yoga studio, and who's going to be sponsoring some of our episodes, including this one. And we have got Christina on the episode today, and she's here. Hi, Christina. It's so lovely to meet you. Hi, guys. Lovely to meet you too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for the support of the show. And we wanted to make sure we had a a chat with you because, uh, like Laura said, it's so important that these exercise spaces are inclusive for everybody. And so we want to chat to you a little bit about how you've created that and demystify some of the stuff about yoga classes and we're going to talk a little bit about it but first do you want to let us know how you started with it all and how and how virtual yoga studio came to be yeah sure well I actually started doing yoga and pilates when I was 14 and actually it was because I fractured my spine shortly after that they were kind of going like we just you're just not getting any better and we can't really work out why and I'd always been sort of very sporty and healthy played a lot of hockey as a kid And I started doing yoga and Pilates and I went from basically having to lie on the floor every day of my life um, to being able to pretty much run up the stairs in six weeks. Um, And so I know it sounds crazy, but like I basically then I that started off this idea of exercise movement can heal and it can help in rehabilitation and it really broadened my definition of exercise because before I was very much into competitive sport and that's what I liked but I know there's a lot of people that maybe that doesn't resonate with but it just broadened out that definition and that's definitely something that I'm really passionate about now because I think everybody is so dialed in on weight loss they feel like they've kind of hijacked the exercise agenda. So with Virtual Yoga Studio, the idea was that it was for everybody, that it's really inclusive because I know that sometimes people that are in bigger bodies, that going to a traditional gym doesn't really work very well for them. They either feel really kind of scrutinized and judged or Mm. it just doesn't feel like a safe space. That came about really the idea of like exercising at home. So it was something that started quite a bit before lockdown like we were trying to make something where it was like an optimum amount of exercise so about 30 minutes is considered optimum it doesn't have to be this big endless um kind of thing and just enough to focus on making your body feel good in order that you have a better outlook for your day and that's kind of what I'm trying to achieve with it it's more of like a mood enhancing kind of yoga rather than 
you know I've got to be size eight by tomorrow. I love that. There's tons of different types of yoga. So again, wait, the weight loss brigade have not stopped in traditional exercise. They've invaded every area of our space. Um, and so I'm seeing <laughs> more, I know, um, I'm seeing more and more of this kind of more is more exercise, particularly in yoga. And they've used loads of Western ideals of like, right, I've got to get your heart rate up. I need to turn you upside down. Go faster, do this, do that. And it's just... Some people love that and that's great. But like for me, it feels a little hectic. And I've definitely been in vinyasa flow classes and, and ashtanga classes where I've definitely been A, out of my depth, B, massively behind what everybody else is doing. I've literally just hit the line of the pose and they're already in the next one. I'm like, oh my God, this is frantic. And that's like the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Like the idea is you're supposed to be, well, for me anyway, that you're in the pose and then you're breathing in the pose and just seeing what comes up. And for me... I found it massively helpful in dealing with trapped emotional problems that I've had. And I've even had sessions. It's quite common. Actually, many teachers will say this to you. I've suddenly inexplicably felt really angry in the middle of the class or burst into tears or similar. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And I think that's brilliant because you're releasing something that you didn't realize was there. So that can be like that. I... I typically teach what I would call Hatha yoga, and that tends to be a bit more gentle, but there's even softer touch stuff like that. So we also do teach yin yoga, which is wicked because basically you just lie in the pose with loads of props. It's like basically like having a sleepover. That sounds ideal, to be honest with you. This is wild to me. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that you could go and, you know, therapy... Uh, it's fantastic. Sometimes it's not accessible for everybody, but this sounds like it could be a form of that to get stuff out of you. Like, I think that's an, Im- I'd never thought of that, never knew that, never realised that. That's made me absolutely want to try it. Can you tell like any of our listeners that like thinking about signing up or want to look into it, what do they, do they need to bring anything? Do they need to have kind of a certain like entry level knowledge of yoga or that can they come as a complete beginner? Not at all. You can come as a complete beginner. It is a little bit like you do have to just try and follow along. But like you're saying, if you come with an open sort of mind, no one can see you. But yeah, Yeah. I I just kind of think people nowadays, all I see, and this is my really big thing, or massive bugbear is like it's yoga for Instagram is just like either overtly sexual in nature or extremely skimply clad girls that have always been hypermobile. And I think that they think it's aspirational. But when I look at it, I'm like, dude, you've always been able to do that. There is nothing Mm -hmm. impressive about what you're doing. And actually, to be Mm -hmm. perfectly honest, if you were in my class, you look like you're hypermobile and I would tell you to stop. Like, there's an optimum range in poses. It's not more is more. There is a point at which you are actually over flexible and you will hurt yourself. That's so interesting because it kind of goes against everything that we're taught and that we're shown, isn't it? About like fitness being an aesthetic. And I think that's the thing that I really like about yoga and about what you're doing is that it, it just feels a lot more accessible because I think as well, the other kind of like barrier point is that like fitness wise, if, if you are like me and Lauren I think trying to kind of get into fitness but thinking like where do I start I'm maybe not that fit it seems like such a a good way to to get into it without kind of like you say fainting and being sick and all the things that we were taught on the biggest loser that we Mm. had to do in order to get anything out of exercise it's just not true 
if I could go back in time, I would have that show removed. It just, it's so Mate. damaging. Do you know how many hours I spent doing the Gillian Michaels DVD as well? And it was literally like, you know, oh, she wants no. you to be sick. I've got, a, yeah, I don't have it anymore, but it's like, it was, it was a thing, wasn't it? 30 Day Shred or something like that. Wild. But you mentioned flexibility. Obviously, I think there's this big thing, and I know that a bunch of our listeners now will be like, yes, this, uh, yoga, it's very sort of when you think of it very basically, it's, it's legs in the air and the downward dog and you're bending over and you're touching your toes and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people who can't do that. So is that a barrier for your classes? Do you need that flexibility or does it just not matter? Not at all. But the really, the really big thing is it's not about what you can do it's how it feels to you personally whilst you're doing it it's connection with the self like it actually means union like the unity of body and mind and so actually for me you know getting into a stress about oh god like I can't do this and everybody else can do it the idea is not about that it's to be able to be in the pose and breathe through it and it always improves I mean I, I see people all the time where you just think you know I've, I've had so many life lessons around watching people where I think oh I don't know whether that's going to go because that might just be your architecture and sure enough six weeks later they're there oh my god I just think that's so nice and it's so refreshing to hear hear that from an instructor you've got no idea genuinely well for me proper yoga the focus is on the internal not the external and actually something I'd really really like to get across to people is anytime I have had a plus size woman in my class almost always they're one of the best ones there often plus size women are extremely strong and to me strength is a really really big important part of fitness and it's often forgotten christina i think you're amazing i absolutely love what you're doing thank you so much for chatting us through that so if you'd like to try the virtual yoga studio you can head to virtualyogastudio.com forward slash love that's virtualyogastudio.com forward slash l-o-v-e and for 15 pounds you'll get three months of access to daily classes that can be done at your own pace and from wherever you want. It's time for a quick break so we can tell you all about Gusto. Gusto gives you everything you need to create incredible home-cooked meals, including the exact right portions of fresh, high-quality ingredients so you won't be wasting lots of food. I like cooking, but I'm not very good at it. And also living alone, choosing what to cook and getting all the ingredients and having to buy way too much of everything for just one person. It just it just really puts you off. So having Gusto is a great option. There is so much to choose from. They have over 250 recipes a month for you to try, including things like there's a 10 minute sticky Vietnamese style pork, which sounds so good. A Welsh rarebit beef burger with whole grain mustard, mayo and pickles. Very fancy. And Japanese style okonomiyaki pancakes with candied bacon just in time for pancake day. That sounds awesome. And I'm literally salivating at the thought of it. If you'd like to try the deal, head to gusto.co.uk and use code love for 60% off your first box and 25% off all boxes for two months. We've had some questions from our lovely listeners about movement and exercise and everything like that. So, Laura, question one is, what's your biggest piece of advice for anyone who's struggling to get started? I think, honestly, the hardest thing to do is to get started often. Like, because, I mean, it's easy now to have buddy, I must admit. Get a dog. Don't get a cockapoo, the nightmare. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I, remember, I used to spend all day thinking, must go out for a walk, must go out for a walk. And then it was the dread of it. And then if I didn't do it, I felt like a really crappy person. Mm. Sometimes I think we build it up too much in our heads, like start small, 
10 minute walk if if you're up to that if you can do that or 10 minutes of any kind of like movement there's some really good free like youtube things if you don't want to go out loads of free stuff there's also some really accessible videos as well so like if you are in a wheelchair or you've got limited movement in either like your arms or your legs there's a lot of like chair workouts um that are free on youtube Mm -hmm. as well so i would just say like start start small and like you know, Tally's the expert in this. Definitely follow Tally on Instagram and get her so. book. But start small. Just find something that you that you do enjoy. Hell yeah! And again, you know, you can be like me. You know, you can do it by yourself in your living room if you want, or you can be like I'm going to next and invite a mate over and do it together and just be silly. However, will make you most enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Someone else has asked us: Have you got any advice for days when you feel particularly self conscious and unmotivated? <laughs> It's difficult because by my very nature, I'm quite unmotivated anyway. And you know what? I've got to say, so those voice notes that I recorded and those sessions that I've done, I probably genuinely wouldn't have done them if I didn't know that I had to do them for this episode. And for that, I thank our producer, Fionn, because I did them and I loved it and I enjoyed it and I felt better afterwards and I felt good afterwards. But I don't know that I would have done them without that. Like, how long have I been saying I wanted to do stuff? So I'm with everyone who feels unmotivated. I get it. I feel it every single day. I feel like the most unmotivated person ever. And like Laura said a minute ago, getting started is the hardest part. But then, you know, it's one of these things, you know, you know the outcome of it. You know that once you've done it, you're going to feel good for it. And when you start doing it a little bit more regularly, you're going to feel even better for it. Your brain's Mm going to feel fabulous for it. Some days when you're feeling unmotivated, Give yourself unconditional permission to rest if you need it. But sometimes just remember that you're going to feel better for it or you're doing it for a reason or, you know, grab a mate, grab your mum, grab a friend, who you know, go and do it with somebody else if that's going to get you out and get them in, it, in on it as well. Mm. That would be my advice. But I just want to say I totally get the unmotivated thing. It, it rives my life. <laughs> But also, like, it's okay if you do have days like that. Like, you don't have to exercise every day, do you? Like, no, of course um, not. I think it's important not to beat ourselves up because I actually think that's probably more dangerous, and we'll end up you'll end up then more in the fuck it end of the pendulum <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, that, true. It, that is a lot of the time that is kind of on like the like oh like I've blown it now blah blah blah. And then the self conscious thing, I think that, and this is a lot easier said than done in terms of like money and just availability. But I think having nice things that like you can wear that are like nice and make you feel good and are comfortable is also really important so I definitely say to like invest if you can in some gym wear Georgia Astor's actually do some really good active wear up to a size I think 26, 28 I noticed that two clothing also oh, do oh yeah supermarkets do active wear pretty they well do, don't they? they're, they're alright <laughs> I've got quite a few bits from Asus Curve mm. Nike and Adidas I have to say their leggings are phenomenal I normally always wait until they're either in the sale or Asos has 20% off because they're ridiculously expensive Ooh. Oh, that's but they're point. like they're thick they don't fall down they're really comfy they've got pockets they've got pockets a lot of them have pockets love and that actually makes me feel like sometimes in the morning like I'll put those on just for a dog walk but it makes me kind of feel like I'm active and then I move with a bit more of a swoosh around the house when yeah, I've got like yeah, me yeah. Uh, active wear leggings on yeah you're so right that's such an important thing and and then obviously you know we talk about then about flush size fashion about what's available for us and all that kind of stuff but if you've got the kit and it doesn't have to be expensive you can get like trainers and stuff from Primark or or New Look or something like that or the supermarkets again if you're doing stuff so it doesn't hopefully have to be too expensive get yourself the kit because you deserve to do it in the kit that you want and I literally wear leggings if I'm going out for a walk I wear nothing else so just a good pair of leggings good old t-shirt 
And then that hopefully might motivate you if you want to be. Okay, so the third question is, my relationship with exercise is very all or nothing. I'll get you, girl. When I get back into it, I go pretty intense thinking, this is going to be it. My life has changed. But then it gets toxic for me and I go back to doing nothing. It makes me feel like a failure and I don't know what to do. Have you got any advice? Honestly, I think that is such a common, like universal feeling. It's hard because I think so often we've thought of exercise purely for like, to be a certain weight or like for like aesthetic based goals and I think when you do like a lot of sort of learning about diet culture you kind of naturally realize like how disillusioned we've been but it's it is really hard I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about being the kind of in the fuck it phase of the pendulum Mm. so I think it's like actively working on rejecting that dark mentality of like must exercise continuously and, and, and restrict myself with food versus like not really moving at all and maybe not eating as kind of like nutritionally dense food. Honestly, I, I think it's really hard. I think it takes time. I think it's more common than we think. And I think that the key to it is just to have patience with yourself and kindness. Like it's it's temporary. And I think that we've all just got to try and like do our best and know that like eventually like things will hopefully settle down mm. and you kind of get to like the middle and get to that happy medium I couldn't agree more and I think this whole thing and, and everything that you and I both feel and people that listen to this is that it's can be a struggle for so many different reasons and also you're not alone if it is a struggle and you're not alone if you're sitting there on your sofa every night like beating yourself up about the fact you didn't go for a walk that day or didn't go to this class or didn't go spinning or whatever yeah you're not alone in feeling that please don't beat yourself up about it it's not the end of the world but if you can try and find some form of movement whatever that is and that can be anything it can be cleaning it can be walking it can be dancing it can be swimming it can be sex it can be I don't know any other form of movement at this time riding a bike around the park like all of these things it can be literally anything Mm, yeah and know that it will only enhance your life yeah it will help support your mental well-being and I think it's really important as well to remember like Rome wasn't built in a day and it like it was not dismantled in a day either so mm. I do think that we need to give ourselves a bit more kind of like grace and compassion and go like yeah I'm like figuring this out still and yeah. I want to get to a point where like things feel a bit more kind of like even that also correlates with food stuff doesn't it so yeah. I think often like sometimes I used to like go for exercise and I'd be like great I can have a massive dinner now yeah it's that like morality of food isn't it yeah, yeah. it's really tricky mm. I think that I think we should normalize that it's tricky and just as I say I think give ourselves a bit of a break like let's not too much, <laughs> put too much pressure on ourselves move for joy if we can and try and do things that are sort of slow and steady and sustainable thank you all so much for listening if you ever want to get in touch with us you can DM us on Instagram at goloveyourselfpod or you can email golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk we'll be back with a brand new episode next week but if you want more from us in the meantime you can check out our Facebook group Go Love Yourself community you can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or Apple Podcasts where you can get ad free and early episodes for just £1 a week or you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music and finally there are less than two weeks until our live show in London on Friday the 3rd of March there are a few tickets left and the link to those will be in the episode description we love you so much and we'll see you soon Crowd Network a place where you belong.